0: You are listening to Get Real Podcast. It's funny money's how we judge a man's success. Even though they always say that they can't buy you happiness. But well, listen, at can it get? It can get a man's perspective. When I see the necklace on your neck, it took you grants to get. And if you got plans for sex, but an am interested in love, long as your checks are big enough, I bet your checks could be enough. All those fathers down and clothes will let them know you're on your game. And that Rolex on your wrist, right, gold, just like your chain. And they say what's in the name, but we all know what's in the name, brand A movement that influences. Damn, food. this so
1: coffee's tasty. really, really good that you got here today. What is, What is this? Well, word? it's, it's, I ought to call it the, uh, call it smoke detector flavor because <laughs> i roast my own beans and the wind was just right this morning to blow it all back into my house so uh-huh. everybody got to wake up at like 6 20 so it and, set off um, the smoke detectors all of them for about an hour so
2: you've taken a lesson from our friend stacy collier in australia <laughs> on how to burn no, things it wasn't
1: michael buble it was <laughs> <laughs> no this is uh, some sort of organic coffee i like to do my my own beans and then i put irish butter and then some whole heavy cream in it so, and we got the fats together get the brain cells working. And how about these mugs? I love it. 500 years of the Reformation. I love it. 1517 to 2017. And I've got the Trinity on mine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That looks
2: like a new tattoo about ready to happen right there. That would be a good (laughs) one. It would be. It would be. We're going to do a different genre today, Dan. Let's do it. We're going to dive into some hip hop. And this is an artist that I had the privilege of meeting during the Extreme Tour when they came to Charleston. It's Psalm. It's an artist that goes by the name of Psalm. He's a Christian hip-hop artist, and what I appreciate about him is his humility. This is a man who was starting to climb in secular hip-hop in that world. He was charting on the college charts. He was working with billboard artists, and then all of a sudden he came to the realization that he was miserable, and Christ is the one who got him out of that misery. And in this humility, what he's done is he didn't, of course, he didn't start out as a Christian hip-hop artist, but now he's a Christian hip-hop artist, and he is using that music to minister to others. Sam, it is a absolute privilege to have you on the Get Real podcast today. How are you doing?
3: I am blessed, man. Thank thank you both for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you guys today. Hey,
2: Dan, somebody's excited to talk to Dude, us.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me savor that. Let me savor that for a few moments. Oh, man, my self-esteem just did a backflip with a, a herky and some sort of dismount. You know, it's fancy. I'm feeling good. <laughs> hey, Thanks,
3: I'm, man. Ha- I'm happy to help with that, man. I'm I'm, help my
1: life that. is complete now. So you... <laughs>
2: started out as a secular hip-hop artist you're a christian hip-hop artist now and there was a point in time that you discovered or came to the realization that you were miserable that there was more to life than what you were doing and decided to get off the secular music train and and hop on this one what were the things that god did in your life and what was it that he showed you to make that transition we want to hear your story
3: yeah, yeah, I'll I'll try to uh, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible cuz cause, cause really my my testimony is ongoing and I I feel like I could talk for weeks on end and and not be really through the the meat of my story cuz it's it's definitely an ongoing revelation that God's working in my life. But to to put it as as briefly as possible, I was I was chasing the chasing the uh musical aspirations trying to trying to climb the socioeconomic ladder if you will and uh just really sacrificing every moral fiber of my being behind the scenes uh, in order to to get these accolades and accomplishments. And uh, from a worldly perspective, I was doing really well. I was, uh, you know, I was I was, you know, making an income off of my music and and uh, on my way to the to the good life. And uh, but just behind the scenes, I was really I, I I was never satisfied. You know, every accomplishment that I that I found just left me hungrier for the next one. And it really became. Like an obsession, I was I was consumed with this this idea of, you know, worldly uh, success and uh, recognition and validation for for my art. And I've been doing music since I was about 10 years old, and and decided pretty early on that I wanted to pursue a career in music. But the 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 reality of of that pursuit was just very just very empty, and you know, a, a very uh, it's a very idolatrous industry where people just kind of you know lift themselves up and 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 revel in, in vanity. And I was, I was no different. I was just, uh, you know, um, very full of myself, a very egotistical person. I had a wife and, and, and son. Uh, around the time I started really getting traction in my music was around the same time my son was born, my, my first child was born. And I found myself placing my music and my ambition above my family and kind of putting them on the back burner. And I just wasn't a very present husband and father. And really it came to a head, you know, and, and I would justify it because I was paying the bills, right? So it's like I, I wasn't emotionally available, but because I was, I was providing these these physical needs for my family, I, I thought I was okay. I thought I was doing good. And it really came to a head when I found out how miserable my wife was. And, and really she, she, she left me. My, my wife left me. Um, and it was just completely out of the blue for me. And I wanted to be mad at her. Uh, for the way she left me and how everything kind of came about but that was really the first time I prayed to God and and really like listened for a response I mean I've always mm-hmm. been kind of that foxhole atheist where I live life on my own terms get down on my luck and and turn to God in those moments and like oh God please bail me out and kind of treat him like this safety net or this genie in a bottle who's just there you know for my happiness and uh
1: did you have a Christian background time... so I'm sorry to interrupt but you did know, you have a Christian yeah, background no.
3: Yeah, my mom my mom's always uh, you know, not really not really very church um centric as far as our family was, but my mom's always been a praying woman. Yeah, and I saw it really Mama. early on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank God for my mom every day, man. She's a wonderful lady and I saw early on the power of prayer. Um I, I witnessed some pretty miraculous things as a kid that definitely made me believe in prayer. So I would always kind of fall back on prayer when I was at the end of myself in my life. But this was the first time I ever prayed and really like listened for a response and my prayer changed from like god please do this for me to like god what do you want from me well you know what would you have me do for you and as soon as i as soon as i began praying that way it was just incredible um the response i got from god and, and uh he kind of uh, i said i was going to keep this short and here i am rambling but he kind go of go for uh, it man go for he, it yeah. <laughs> i appreciate you i appreciate your patience with it he 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 basically i mean worked miraculous like revelation in my life in the, in those weeks i kind of hit my knees and stayed on my knees for a couple of a couple of weeks and instead of allowing me to stay in this angry spot towards my wife he forced me to look in the mirror and and confront the the role that i had played in where our marriage had ended up and he was, he was giving me daily revelations, like prophecies, if you will, of things that I could expect to happen day in and day out. And I would, I would sense these things and have like this, this conviction that this is going to happen and then watch it unfold right in front of my eyes. And on top of those smaller short-term revelations, he was giving me long-term revelations. And he promised he'd restore my family. He promised that, you know, my wife and I would be healthier than we've ever been. But there were some things that he wanted me to do. One of those things was walk away from music um, and another was obviously repent of of my ways with my wife and, and, and tune in with my family. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't promise, you know, I can't say that it's been perfect, but that was, I think six years ago now. And the proof is in the pudding, man. Like every time, like, cause I, I'm an over, overly analytical guy and sometimes I suffer with doubt and, you know, uh, <clears throat> start questioning things. But really when I just step back and look at my life and the trajectory of my life, then versus now, it's like every year I am just in in awe and just awestruck at the work that God's done in my life. And he's really, he really has made good on his word in so many ways. So it's, it's been an incredible journey.
2: And he has restored that relationship with your wife. Is that correct?
3: Absolutely, yeah. We, we had another daughter. Uh, she's two years old, and um, we, we're, we're both uh, serving in the church and on ministry. She was actually out on the Extreme Tour with me. So she, uh, her, my whole family traveled the country with me this last summer, which was a crazy adventure. But, yeah, he, I mean, we are better than we've ever been.
2: That is really That's exciting. Wonderful. That is a wonderful testimony. I did see your wife and I realized that she was your wife uh, while you were here in Charleston. And I thought that was really sweet how she was there to support you and your children were there to support you. So you actually stepped away from the music for a little while. How long were you away from music before you came back to it?
3: A couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years. I, I walked away from it and uh when I got called back to it, I kind of, I, I had this knee-jerk reaction of trying to fall back into my old habits and like, oh, I gotta submit to editorials and, you know, get my buzz up and get this recognition. And God showed me really early on that that wasn't His heart for, for the music He's calling me to do now. So I've I've really just kind of given Him this steering wheel and allowed Him to open the doors that He will and close the doors that He will. And it's just been a, a much more fulfilling pursuit, you know, uh, what what I do with music now versus what I was doing then because I feel like I've already made it. In a sense, you know, I was there was I was always chasing that next big thing with my last my last bout with music. But now it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very content and very at peace with with what God is doing through it.
2: That's something that Dan and I have been focusing on over the past couple of weeks on this podcast is how godliness with contentment is great gain. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no replacement. For no, it. there isn't. You could be broke. You could have the world coming at you. And if you've got God and the spirit is just stirring in you, life is wonderful. Yeah amen it's amen. a wonderful thing what would you say is the biggest difference between your music what you were doing before and what you're doing now
3: uh, i would i i guess the agenda the the intent um before i mean obviously obviously the content before my music was uh very angry um i i, I glorified and celebrated you know things of the flesh. You know I was I was a drug abuser and I actually sold drugs for a long time and I, I was proud of that in my music before and you know I I was uh, womanizing in my music and just like you know celebrating all the all the things that like the hip hop culture says that we should celebrate um, and now I, I I use it to to glorify God and to minister to people who are in a position that I was in you know years ago a position of brokenness and, and hopelessness and I ha- I really have a heart for people who are in that culture and. You know suffering from addictions and and iniquity because i was i was one of them so really it's i think the biggest difference is music now to me is is not a career pursuit it is it is a ministry it is an outreach tool and a means to an end rather than the end itself
1: well to me it uh glenn showed me some of your stuff and i'm old my kids would consider me to be a nerd you know so i don't <laughs> you old nerd You're i don't old nerd <laughs> hip-hop, hip-hop is probably the least listened to genre for me and i found your music to be powerful it radiated authenticity it was just beautiful the the the, the quality of the video the the subject matter it, it's amazing and the speed at much. which you can just put word out there was just it was fascinating. I, I um, so I was really taken. You're you're extremely gifted, and my kids tell me how um, big a deal rap is. I mean, I know that it's big. It makes a lot of money in the world. All this thing, but there's so many young men that are drawn to rap. They'll go and try to be rappers on SoundCloud. They said that's a big thing, and I was like, okay. Wow, you know and when I <laughs> yeah. watched uh, some of the stuff that Glenn was was playing, it really blew me away man I'm not kidding because it comes through authentic. it comes through powerful and and poetic uh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank what,
2: you very much. One of the things that I picked up when I saw you during the extreme tour and I said this to Dan before I showed him your stuff I was like this guy is legit. He's not out there. I said he's not vanilla ice in it. Yeah. you know it's it's legitimate. <laughs> I could tell that you were, that you've been there, that there's authenticity. So when you write, who is the intended audience when you're putting the lyrics together and everything's going through your head, who are you specifically aiming your message to? Uh,
3: you know, I guess that probably varies, uh, from song to song and project to project. Um, I don't necessarily have like a formula when I write or, um, you know any any sort of pre-established agenda? It's it's really just whatever whatever I, I feel in the moment. I've you know I, I write I write to to believers and non-believers alike, and uh, just I do I do draw from you know personal experience and and life. Uh, sometimes I'm writing to one person in particular. Sometimes I'm writing to a culture, uh, but yeah, that that varies. Um, I would I would say that uh, just whoever whoever God puts on my heart, that um, I'll I'll sit down. The music is kind of you know it's. It, uh, aside from just a ministry, it's it's a way to self-express and and you know kind of uh, share my heart on things. And sometimes it's I'm I'm writing for myself. Sometimes I really have no intended audience. I'm just writing to to get thoughts and, and process emotions and things that I'm going through. So yeah, it, it varies. I think I think that music in its in its truest form um, doesn't even necessarily need an agenda. It's it's just a form of you know expressing yourself yeah. and, and sharing yeah. and sharing a piece of you. Uh, through through your art. Let
1: me ask you this. Um over the last few years where you've been, been able to minister through your art, what was probably one of the most moving or touching experiences you've had while performing or related to performing anything that stands out or any maybe a bunch of them?
3: Yeah, gosh, there's so there's so many. God has just been so good and I'm I'm so humbled and honored to to have been used in the way that I've been used. Um, I've had people come to me and and say that i've i mean aside from people giving their life to christ, which is which is awesome I, I love hearing that, and I hear that plenty you know that my music was a catalyst to that. I've heard people say that you know i I made them change their mind from committing suicide several times mm. oh wow um yeah, there's you know the extreme tour, I think just an awesome ministry i'm I'm so honored to be a part of the extreme tour. Um, and I've, I've made lifelong friendships and, and seen lives transformed and renewed through that platform and people that I still keep in touch with and, you know, minister and counsel to this day. So it's just been, you know, I, I, when, I was, when I was doing music originally, I had this idea of, you know, on, on these big stages and thousands and thousands of people. And I, I've, I've seen that. I've seen, you know, shows where, where thousands and thousands of people have been there. And I've, I've experienced a taste of that. Um, but the intimate you know the extreme tour you'll go out and you'll go perform for literally five people sometimes I mean sometimes these shows are just so small but really just the ability to connect with people one-on-one and just get people transparent instead of people coming up and saying oh you're great I love your music oh this that you know building you up like they did in, in the secular pursuit it's like people come up with tears in their eyes and just start telling you about themselves and and sharing their struggles and their burdens and and seeking seeking help and guidance you know and sometimes i feel i mean many times i feel underqualified um to even be in a position uh where you know where people would look to for that but i've i've just seen so much fruit from it and it's it's i uh, it's uh, it's it's hard to even really put into words because there's been so many things that god has just done through my music and not just in other people's lives but in my life and it's it's served to minister to me as well and to build me up and edify me and Encourage me in my faith and in my walk. Um, I've seen, you know, I've seen miracles, um, like straight up miracles that like no naturalist or scientist could explain or rationalize away. And they'd have to just, you know, label me crazy and and dismiss that. I, I saw what I saw, but I've seen, I've seen the literal hand of God, excuse me, the literal hand of God, like reach out and, and work miracles in people's lives and in my life and in the world around me. So, uh, I think, uh, the whole the whole journey has just been very moving, and it's just you know as the, as the scripture says like from holy to holy. I I really feel like it's a, a it's refining me and it's it's building me up and and preparing me for the for the next chapter, whatever it may be. You know I'm I'm, I'm very excited about what God's been doing and what I'm sure God's going to continue to do in my life.
2: Oftentimes, Dan and I have equated the Christian walk or living in the Spirit. To a video game where you go from level to level, from glory to glory, That's like right. you were just saying with holy <laughs> yeah. <to> holy. So <laughs> is that why
1: I've heard ew, 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 several times in <laughs> <on> my walk?
2: <laughs> all too often. Yeah. <laughs> all too often. See, Dad, I told you I'm writing I'm writing a hip hop song as we're doing this. Oh, I'm gonna no. save this. I'm gonna save Help this me. for the end. Please. This is gonna be this is going That's to be awesome. good. Someone deliver this me. This is going to be good. This could be my big break into the industry, man. Glenn, Either yeah, on. Man, Let
3: me let me get on that let me get on that song with you, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on it. one of the things that i noticed uh that really ministered to me when i had the privilege of seeing you in charleston was the way that you presented your music you weren't just up there zoned in on the music you were ministering to everybody that was in that small little park it's hard for me to multitask writing this while we're doing this interview right now But you were out there actively engaged with the kids that were in the park. You'd go up, you'd sit down with them. It was as if you were talking to them through your music. And one of the things that really impressed my wife is there was that guy smoking the joint in the park that you noticed. (laughs) And you called him out (laughs) during the song of what was going on saying, no, you, you don't need to do that. There's there's something better. How do you do that? I mean, you're keyed into what you're doing being able to sing and perform the way that you do is difficult. I would, my brain would probably melt down. There'd be smoke coming out of my ears and gears breaking down, just trying to do that the way that you do it. And then you have an awareness of everything that's around you. How does that, how does that happen?
3: You know, music I've, I've been doing, I've been doing music for so long. I've, you know, I do keyboard and guitar and have been rapping since I was like 11 years old that it's, it really just kind of comes as second nature to me. I don't have to put a whole lot of you know, brain power behind it. I, I feel like I could probably wrap wrap a set in my sleep. So it's it's just something that it doesn't it doesn't uh, it, I guess it just comes naturally. I don't I don't really think about it too much. I'm I'm there to connect with people, and when I'm when I'm on the stage. That's just uh, you know a way to connect with people, and I'm there to and I'm there to do that. And I've you know I I have a lot of people that don't don't appreciate my music, like you know people the, the music just doesn't relate to them or that it doesn't resonate with them or whatever. But that doesn't matter because I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to connect with them either way. You know, <laughs> right? Like, whether whether you like it or not, you and I are gonna we're gonna we're gonna look each other in the eye, and and I'm gonna connect with you, or at least do my best to connect with you. And that's what I'm that's what I'm there to do. Every single every single performance is just is just a, another opportunity to hopefully reach somebody who God would have, have me there to reach, you know? And I think that's another beautiful thing about the extreme tours. It's, it's such a multifaceted group of people, you know, uh, spanning across all genres and all walks of life that, you know, if someone is there that I can't connect with, there's usually an artist that'll come up before or after me that will be able to connect with them. And I think that that's something that's, it's an intentional thing. That's not accidental. You know what I mean? So as long as, as long as they feel the love from everybody, there's going to be some some music that they're going to that they're going to relate to but i think the music is secondary to the love that we show these people when we're there and that's what really leads them to to consider what we have to say and consider our message and to take it seriously if we were just up there you know performing in in our bubble you know like a lot of a lot of shows are i don't think that we would we would really have the fruit that, that the extreme tour sees, you know, we are there to reach people and to connect with people and to share the love of Christ with people. And in order to share the love of Christ, we have to demonstrate the love of Christ. So that's really at the, at the forefront of, of what I do.
2: You know, that's a really good point because you have all these different genres during the extreme tour. And the thing that resonated in me, I'm a metal guy. That's my primary, that's my primary genre, but everybody that was there, I appreciated and was ministered to by because it had really nothing to do with the genre, but it had to do with the spirit of God moving through those people and moving through that particular genre. It was just a, a vehicle, and God meets everybody where they're at. Amen. He meets everybody where they're at. So somebody who is into hip hop, he'll meet them in hip hop. Somebody who's into more of your Southern classic rock. God will meet them through a band like Soul Creed here in Charleston that was on the Extreme Tour, or Harry and Mel through their style. And what you have there, and I didn't think of it this way until you brought it up, you have a diversity of giftings to reach different people where they're at. That is really, that really, is really neat. cool. That well, is cool. And
1: we yeah. were talking about it earlier, but the amazing thing about hip hop to me, and I guess I've never really appreciated it like that, but when I was listening to you earlier, you're like a gospel Gatlin gun. I mean, the word, <laughs> it, I don't think there is a more lyrical form of, no. of music than hip hop, really. And so when you were going, and then all of a sudden you went like, super fast i was like man oh how do you remember all those lyrics but it's you could really 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 what did you say it's like systematic, systematic theology just <laughs> theology. rolling you know just rolling um, yep. cranking the handle yeah. of the gatlin gun at the uh, at the the crowd <laughs> so
2: then so then for the critics because god i really believe that god moves through every form of music that there is but there are always the critics the two the two old guys on the muppet show up in the, <laughs> bring, up back in the, the
1: bear. bring out the bear <laughs> you
2: know that would say well hip-hop we can't use that to worship god or we can't use that to minister because it's hard to dis. You can't disassociate the sordid aspects of the culture where that emerged from, and they they say that. What would you say to those critics that would
3: say that? Uh, I guess I guess I would say that you know, gospel music largely started in bars. Yeah. You know, music is constantly evolving and changing, and our our cultures are constantly evolving and changing. And if you wanted to go back to original gospel music or original you know worship music, it would it would sound like you know. Probably what the what we hear like in the Middle East, it would sound like you know very foreign to us, and and almost like chanting. And and uh, I've I've heard you know I've been to I've been to like an Orthodox church and where where you hear them trying to stay true to the to the roots. And I don't think that anybody in our modern culture would really. I mean, largely be able to connect with that. So I think you know the the doctor comes for the sick, uh, not the healthy. And there's plenty of scripture on top of that scripture to to justify. You know, Paul says, "Be all things to all men, so that you can reach all people." And I think that God is fully behind behind what we do. You know, um, whatever whatever our method of delivery for the message is, I think is secondary. Again, I don't think it really matters as long as as long as your intent and your heart is is pure. And I, uh, I've definitely had my share of critics. I've, I've definitely got uh, a lot of hate for, for doing what I do, not just for the style of music, but for the transparency, because a lot of people hear Christian music, and they, they expect something kind of sugar-coated and, and celebratory in, in in the way it's presented. And, and that's not always the case with my music. You know, I deal with some pretty tough tough topics, and a lot of people think that there's no place for that. But I've, I've seen the fruit of it. You know, you can't, you can't deny, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You cannot deny People are reached, and people are evangelized to and ministered to through what I do and through what the Extreme Tour does. So I would, I would just, uh, you know, uh, love the critics <laughs> and, <laughs> and extend grace and patience to them, and, and hopefully win them over too with the love that I with with the love that I show. And that is actually my my best practice, or you know, what I try to do. Um, I'm, I'm human, and sometimes fall kind of short of that, but I always try to just answer any hateful comment with love, and just. Try to try to be to love to everybody who I come across, and I've seen a lot of a lot of good uh, come of that.
2: That you said that when people listen to Christian music, they expect the soft, they expect the sugar coated. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they expect Chris Tomlin every time they turn on the radio or hear a Christian yeah. artist. There's a certain style. There's the, oh, the breathy, oh, Lord, I love you. And, you know, it really doesn't get into much depth or meat, which they really can't handle anyway. And Dan and I have talked about that a lot. They can't handle the the gospel Gatton gun coming at them because they're just not used (laughs) to that. But if you go back and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, this has something to do with the name that you've chosen, Psalm. When you take a look at David's Psalms, hardly any of those are like a Chris Tomlin song.
3: Right, they're yeah, very yeah, yeah. real. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Very yeah. dark.
3: God, God crushed the throats of my enemies. Type stuff. There's some. There's some pretty heavy. <laughs> there's some pretty heavy psalms in there. I, I hear that
2: now. <laughs> oh God.
3: Crush yeah. the heart, <laughs> to crush the skulls of my enemies. Break their teeth out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone, someone needs to come out. Maybe you can work that into the lyrics. You're right. I, right.
1: I, I, oh, Dan, I don't encourage oh, him. so
2: I am just having <laughs> such, a, such a, help a brother out such here. Such a good time over here. Why did you choose the name Psalm? Um,
3: you know, I, I I chose the name Psalm because uh, my my first name is David, so that's that's one thing. Okay, it's a, uh, yeah easy easy correlation there. But also because I feel like the book of the book of Psalms is a very transparent book. I mean, it's it's songs, obviously, it's it's songs written under God, but it, it deals with you know the highs and the lows and rejoices to God through all of it and coming to God for me was, was very, they talk about like a pink fluffy cloud. I've heard it said when you, when you come to God where you're just, everything's good and and peachy for me. And I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people who can relate to this. That wasn't the case. It was a very tumultuous kind of roller coaster ride. And I had a lot of adversity and a lot of just things kind of falling apart in my life at the same time as me giving my life to God and in the years following. And ultimately, um, that's, I, I I wrote my first album before I before I named myself before I before I came up with the, with the name Psalm. And as I was writing, it really was just you know I I I found I found that I just found like the book the book of Psalms really kind of spoke to me uh, uh, m- on a number of levels. And it, it just the honesty and transparency of it was encouraging to me from someone from my background to see somebody who had stumbled so badly in the life of David. Like if you look at David's life, like. A man after God's own heart. But if you actually look at what he did in his lifetime, it was like oof, you know, God. God's got a, a pretty wide girth of forgiveness. You know, like he he extends grace in a lot of areas to to be able to call David a man after his own heart, given all the things that David would go on to do and be guilty of, even after you know seeing God's goodness in his life and and knowing God personally and walking with God personally. Uh, so I just I just found a lot of comfort in reading the Psalms and. I, I, I felt like that was essentially what I was doing was expressing the highs and lows of my life, but ultimately giving it back to God and just just trying to give glory to God through whatever I was going through, you know, not just not just the celebrations, but in, in the trials and in the sufferings and the, in the the shortcomings as well. So it it just it just seemed like a pretty easy pretty easy connection, and and, and in hindsight, it's it's not the, the smartest name when you're when you're looking at branding because you know if you go and Google Psalm. You're probably going to have to scroll through a couple hundred pages before you before you come to my stuff. you know a psalm is a pretty generic uh thing, but um I wasn't really thinking about marketing or branding or any sort of like promotion at that point. I was just I was just you know trying to express myself to God in the best way I knew how
2: It's very fitting and to encourage you this is something that Dan and I have learned is that God is the one who does the promoting
3: amen yeah and i've I've seen that firsthand yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> we we've experienced that over here. Like you, Dan, and I, we used to do this on a secular talk radio show that was the blowtorch of talk radio in Charleston, South Carolina. Right around 9 11, we yeah. started this show. And we started at a high, and then we wound up on a very obscure Christian AM radio station that maybe probably like two people listen to or something like that. And then we stepped away for a good number of years, and now we're back and we're doing it differently. And God has worked so much in our lives. And I believe that your authenticity is what makes you one of the perfect guests for the Get Real podcast, because we talk about the highs and we talk about the lows, and that's what people can relate to. And I really believe that a lot of people can't relate to most of what is perceived as Christianity because it doesn't deal with the reality of what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their world. Everything is, as you said earlier, just completely sugar-coated. Is there any particular verse or any particular area of scripture that sticks out to you as being hip hop in nature or genre?
3: That's that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I think uh, the the whole book of Psalms, obviously, because it's because it's just a song. It's it's meant to you know a lot of them are written for um, the the choir. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the actual name that they, they they use, but the choir to essentially sing, I think, would probably come the closest. But Psalm 96.1 is is one of my favorite, favorite verses, you know, sing, sing, sing a new song unto the Lord. Um, all the earth, sing, sing all the earth. Sorry. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that even. No, that's Um, fine. I, yeah, but I feel like that's probably at least endorsing, uh, hip hop in in a way, because, you know, it's, um, we're, we're, we're all new creations in Christ. Right. And it's, it's uh it, you can you can look at it in that light which i think is probably what it means but it's also you know um you can interpret that to mean you know there's there is going to be new cultures and there is going to be new things that come out and it's okay to to seeing something new it's okay to be new it's okay to be different um as long as you're doing it unto the lord so i I, I guess I guess if you're you know uh, <laughs> I might I might, I might be stretching a little bit to make that correlation, but I would say that that would probably be uh, you know just the whole book of Psalms and that one in particular I think um, is is relevant for anybody who's doing something that that might be out of the norm and and breaking from tradition.
1: I I think that's spot on. I yeah, I think absolutely. that if you look at the uh, the life of David like you were talking about a little bit earlier, and you let's say you found somebody that was literally gangland like heavy duty gangster and they're they're into the rap culture they're into this if they sat down with a guy and he's like yeah when i had to uh fill up that second bag full of Philistine foreskins, you know, out on the battlefield. <laughs> and, you know, and he starts talking about the things that he's done. And yeah, with the King Saul and his daughter, Michael, and then yeah, I was dancing before the Lord, my robe fell off, you know, and, and just, he had such a cross section, just an amazing life that staggers the mind. So he would, right. he made instruments. He was this shepherd boy singing the praises of God. And then he goes to the palace loses his way, um, gets with Bathsheba, commits murder, does all this. uh, It's just an amazing life full of good, bad, full of tragedy, full of everything. And then for God to say that this man out of my own heart, you know, after my own heart, that's beautiful. And I love the name Psalm. That is is awesome, man. I think it's very fitting. uh, You got got something there. I really appreciate your creativity and and authenticity. Thank you.
2: And I like the fact
1: that you
2: god took you and you were sensitive enough sensitive enough to realize that what he gave you that you were using in the secular realm was a gift and that you allowed him to take the time to renew that and make that new and not obliterate it a lot of people get confused that when they get saved when they're saved by the lord that they have to go the complete opposite direction, maybe for a while they do, but the complete opposite direction of what God knit in them to do. It's not like you became an opera singer or a choir master in a church. <laughs> you starts covering Sandy Patty. Sandy Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he knows who that is. I'm showing my age. But, but you're being authentic and true. <laughs> authentic and true. Twyla <laughs> Paris. Authentic <laughs> and true to yourself in the gifts that God gave you. Becoming a new creature in Christ does not mean that you are destroyed or that your personality and that the things that God knit in you are destroyed. That's a deception that goes through a lot of church today and something that I gave into for a while. There was some benefit in me getting away from some things. So you're preaching your
1: way out of. Trying to rap for us in a few minutes? No, I am not. No, (laughs) I
2: am going to rap. This is is going
1: down. I (laughs) encourage the monster.
2: (laughs) So you have a new album out, Death Proof, right now. What are some other projects that you're working on?
3: You know, Death Proof is actually about a year old now. Um, I am just about to uh, open up the pre-release for my album called Heroes of the Man. I teamed up with an incredibly gifted producer who's who's got a ton of accolades under his belt and uh, is probably a little bit out of my league. He was producing for Warner, actually, uh, among other top labels. And um, in the Christian industry, he's worked with artists like Plum and a uh, pretty exhaustive list. I can't, I can't call them all to memory right now, but he actually kind of peeked behind the veil of the Christian industry and ended up walking away from it because of the corruption and kind of uh, – just double-mindedness. Um, I guess, you know. according to him, he said a lot of people up at the top of, of that industry are, are atheists and kind of antagonistic towards the faith and just using it as this sort of cash cow. So he walked away from mm. Uh, mm. Wow. very high-paying uh, positions and ended up finding me on Instagram <laughs> of all places. And we teamed up about a year and a half ago and we just finished our project um, right before I went out on the Extreme Tour. And uh, that's about to come out for pre-release. I've actually uh, been kind of giving copies out to, to local friends and family um, in exchange for, you know, uh, video testimonials and stuff that they've been giving me. Um, on top of that, I si- I did sign a, a, a record deal with this artist named Speckhouse, uh, Speckhouse Records. He was in the secular uh, industry. He worked with, like, Tupac and Jay-Z and a bunch of, you know, the, uh, the just platinum artists, uh, Grammy nominations and a ton of awards, and he ended up giving his life to Christ and... I went down to uh, Texas last year and and met him and ended up cutting a record deal with him. So after this album's out and I, and I kind of get it get it you know finished up, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting out a project with him. So I've got a t- I've got a ton of stuff. Um, kind of in the wings, and again, I'm just kind of letting, letting, letting Christ lead me. Um, I really don't know what tomorrow holds, but but from my, you know, from this side of eternity, it looks, it looks like I'm going to be pretty busy for the next couple of years. So uh, I'm really excited about things that are coming out, and I'm hoping to be involved with the Extreme Tour again. I've I've talked with uh, their founder Ted Bruin, who is just an awesome guy, and uh, he's actually a- asked me to come out as a primary okay. next summer. So I'm praying about that and. Uh, seeking god's will, and if if he would open the doors for that i'll I'll be going out with the extreme tour again in a in a position of leadership in that ministry so yeah man i'm 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 just uh humbled to be used and actually real quick, something that 's crazy about the extreme tour is when I walked away from secular music i I talked briefly about uh getting prophecies and revelations from from God, one of those prophecies and and revelations and a vision, if you will was me performing with the extreme tour and me me traveling and and going to these impoverished neighborhoods and overlooked communities and kind of fringe cultures and reaching out to the unchurched and anti-churched and that was gosh probably three or four years before I actually uh teamed up with the extreme tour so so it's it's it was it was just so exciting to I, I remember the first the first show I did with the extreme tour and I'd done some christian events before hooking up with the extreme tour where I'm kind of just you know, performing for youth groups and things like that. Uh, but the first, the first event I did with the Extreme Tour, this this light went off in my head, just like, whoa, this is like what God showed me three, four years ago. Um, so I, I really believe that the I have a place at the Extreme Tour, and I'm I'm kind of meant to be serving alongside of those people. So I think that that kind of takes priority. I actually, uh, right after I signed that deal with Spec House, they had the, kind of like this laundry list of things they wanted me to do, and I had to tell them no to every single one. Because I already had the extreme tour commitment, so um, that's probably not the best the best way to go into a record deal. Telling telling me uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, no, 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 no. I'm, already, <laughs> I'm already booked. Thank you. My people
2: will get in touch with your people later. Thank you. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Well, but again, like it's like I'll, I'll I'll sacrifice all of that stuff um, as long as I know that I'm in God's will. So I don't want to, you know, count my eggs before they hatch or put too many eggs into one basket. I just want to be faithful to God, and uh, so far he's opened a ton of doors for me, and um, I just have to pray for discernment, because opportunities present themselves that I believe sometimes are of God and sometimes are not, just because an opportunity is there doesn't mean it's God's will in my life, you know, um, and so far I think I've done a pretty good job in navigating that, but that's my that's my top priority, man, is, is no matter what, I just want to be faithful and, and submissive to, to God's calling in my life.
1: That's awesome. I, I've said it before, and anybody that we've had any interaction with that represents the extreme tour, they've been wonderful. I mean, yeah. salt of the earth. You can feel just the Holy Ghost on their words. So um, just that's, that's wonderful to hear. I have to ask something, and, and there is a dual motivation. Part of it's just to uh, delay Glenn <clears throat> trying to rap and i am working hard over here. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, um, obviously it's been, there's been rumblings in the news and in the hip-hop world about Kanye West I want to get your, you know, we don't have to dive too deep, you know, for sake of time, but it's, um, what do you feel and think about what you're hearing um, about is going on in that that man's life?
3: You know, I, I say praise God, man. Um, I don't know him personally, so I'm I'm, I'm going to withhold any sort of any sort of attempt to make judgment. And I think that it's sad that a lot of Christians are very quick to judge Kanye. Um, the Bible talks about the prodigal son. When the when the prodigal son comes home, his brothers out in the field and bitter uh, about the prodigal son finding his way because the brother mm. never strayed, right? Mm. Like the brother oh, wow. feels underappreciated and yeah. like he's overlooked in favor of this prodigal son who went out and squandered his talents and his gifts and his fortune. Um, but we were, we're reminded what the father says, you know, my son was lost and now he's he's found. Like come in and rejoice, and I think that we as christians aren't doing ourselves any favors when we're so quick to cast stones um, at somebody who from what i see is is making a sincere attempt to right his wrongs and is, is really trying to give god the glory and i read a thing online talking about um, how how google searches for jesus and the bible scriptures that he uses have gone up considerably since he dropped his album so it's like there's fruit and if if the bible tells us we'll know them by their fruit I see fruit in what he's doing. I see sincerity. He's talking about some very hard subjects. He seems like he is very repentant of his his past lifestyles. Is he going to be perfect? Like probably not. But if we're if we're looking for that speck in his eye constantly, it probably won't be hard to find. Like God knows, I wasn't perfect when I first came to, uh, you know, Christ. Like I had a lot of a lot of iniquity and a lot of humanism to sift through and. I've, I've stumbled and fallen on my face so many times and I'm thankful I wasn't in a spotlight where everybody was picking me apart and uh, my church was very patient with me and understanding that I was I was from a culture that was very uh, depraved and that's Kanye. like he's from a culture that's very just you know self-absorbed and 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 depraved. and he seems to be making a very honest effort to to right his wrongs and to make peace with christ and and I, I would just encourage anybody. Um, if they have any concern about it, pray for the man. Like he's a human, God loves him. There's no question that God loves Kanye. Like, whether he's whether he's sincere or not, if you want to entertain the idea that he's being insincere and just looking to make a paycheck, God still loves Kanye. God God wants Kanye to come home. So um, we should we should pray for him before we before we have any negative opinion on him. We should we should pray for him. Is is Probably what I would say.
1: Amen. That's beautiful. Absolutely. I've been excited. I I heard even the uh one of the preachers that he's had on some of his services, I guess, or concerts, the guy is spot on with his he message. Is, yeah. It's the real gospel. It's not, you know, something way out there or, you know, showing up with Creflo and Dollar and a Bentley or something. It was the real gospel about how to get saved. So I love it. Sanctification takes a while, man. If you looked at me a few years ago or whatever, you'd be like, who's this guy or whatever, and God's been working beneath the scenes. Um, I think he's very Davidic. That's been kind of the theme of what we've been talking about. If you look at his life, he's a passionate guy. He swung for the fence. I was talking about dragon energy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go... And then when he heard the gospel, apparently it's, it's moving on him. And, and I, I pray for him. I was at a um, church service, and we prayed for him earnestly. I think it's super exciting. I think it's having a great effect on people being drawn to the gospel, people coming to Dish. those concerts and hearing about uh, Jesus saving. I think it's wonderful. So, yeah, thank you for your comment.
2: Absolutely. Jesus didn't come to save the church.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's no.
3: right. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's not who he came for. Well, think he was—he was having some depression, some breakdown. Yes. Some everybody's like he's losing his way. He's like, and I think God's hand is all over that. You know, yeah. um, Psalm you were talking about. Imagine if you didn't have the rockiness that went on in your marriage. If you didn't have the empty pit in your your heart. If if, if those things. If everything was rosy, everything just falling into place. It's like no, God blesses us by those stormy waves, you know, and we're like, Oh God, please. And yes, um, yeah. so he, he uses that. So I'm excited. God bless Kanye West, you know, yeah. move up. Amen. Dan, I think I am about done here. Oh. <laughs> Are we ready?
2: Drum roll. Uh, yes. Okay, uh, drum roll. Here wait, wait, we first go. You gotta,
3: first, you got it. First, you got to tell us your rap name, Dan. You
2: got <laughs> <tell you the laughs> <rap name. laughs> My rap name is G Gospel. How about that? Oh, there you go. Okay. Right. There we go. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Here we go. So. It's Dan and Glenn it's Dan On a rant, 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 rant again, a rant truth, rant again. And truth and doctrine Here doctor. we go oh, no.
1: <laughs> Are you done? Okay, I'm going to okay. take it away from okay. you Okay, oh. thanks Well, no. I
2: guess I'm I, no career for me in ministry through yeah, right Glenn now.
3: No, no uh, man, let's chop that up We can work with this, we can I'll, work with
2: this I'll, I'll email you what I wrote And we can come up with oh, something Glenn
3: Yeah oh. So you Take some headshots. I'm going to make you a star, Dan. I'm going to make you a star.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not me. I don't want that blame to me. That was yeah. Glenn. With two N's. Oh. G-Money gospel. <laughs> oh.
2: So your song Poisoned. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we're going to play that for our listeners so they can get a taste of the gifting that you have and just the raw nature of, of your music and your, your ministry.
3: I think it's just kind of a wide girth of, of issues that I saw uh Both in the world and in the church, uh kind of you know um how people can can drink something down i yeah drink drink that poison down is what the hook says, and I think that a lot of us are are unknowingly allowing poison into our lives, you know believers and non believers alike, and I think that it touches on um kind of the role the church plays in that and and we could we could be a little bit better at discerning poison in our own lives uh before we before we try to call out people for. For their shortcomings, and uh, yeah, ultimately, I think it's just kind of a just one big kind of just social commentary of of the state of of our of our world and our culture, and um, ultimately, obviously, of course, leading back to what I think is the antidote for the poison, which is which is Jesus Christ, and and what He did for us on the cross, and and just the power of of submitting to that and and allowing Him to reveal to us what is what is good for us and what is not.
2: How can our listeners support you?
3: Um. Man, uh, as, far as, as far as supporting, yeah, I, I mean, you can, you can just plug in with me online. I don't necessarily need support. God has been so good to me and so gracious to me. Um, but as far as, as far as plugging in with me, man, Saul Music, M-U-Z-I-K, um, across any social handle, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, SaulMusic.com um yeah and i'd love to, i'd love to hear from from them I, I I love connecting with people that's what this is all about i love building relationship with people um if if they if they want to support me i would say support the extreme tour honestly um i don't i don't everything i do every every penny that I ever make goes right back into my music and into ministry um my wife and I support a lot of overseas ministries and we and we really feel like you know God has blessed us abundantly man like i don't i don't need any 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 man support because I feel like I'm just so incredibly favored by God and, and undeservingly so. So I, yeah, feel free to look me up. I'd, I'd love to connect with each and every one of y'all. Um, uh, theextremetour.com if you want to learn more about the Extreme Tour. If you're a church, uh, you can prayerfully consider bringing the Extreme Tour into your community. There's a ton of fruit that 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 tour does, and uh, I, God's hand is absolutely in in what the Extreme Tour is doing and um, I believe that that is, that is the big commission is to go out into the world and, and to share the gospel and to, sh- to share Jesus with with the people who need it most. So, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of churches tend to miss that mark, you know, they get kind of exclusivist and become these social clubs that are just kind of internally focused and and lose sight of the greater commission which is to go out into the world and, and share the love to, to the lost and the wayward and the prodigal sons and daughters. Uh, so yeah, just if you know whether it's with me or or just in your own time, like just ask God how he would how he would use you and how he could how he could move through you to help somebody and to bless somebody and to to show somebody um, what they might be missing in life and what they desperately need.
2: For the month of December, Psalm, you are going to be our prophetic artist of the month, and for our listeners, they can go to our website lithoscry.com. We'll put all of your links up there so that they can connect with you, so that you can make those connections, and so they can reach out to you. And a relationship, really, as Harry said to me a couple months ago, uh, relationship is the currency of the kingdom. That's Amen. what's most important. And uh, it's a real privilege to be able to talk to you today. Thank you for being on with us. And for our listeners, this is Psalm with Poison.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: And where we live and take it as the truth And then pass it to boys and girls as children If what you give in your time to Defines you Then what you give in your time to Decide who you want to be in this age of the prophecy And to maybe think on it deeper than what you see on TV Cause media, they tell lies and self-ties You fall into the fallacy and that's when the self dies They glamorize sex and they glorify drugs And as long as it can make you feel good, it must be love But if it doesn't, it isn't And if it's broken, don't fix it You throw what's broken right away and find you something else that isn't That's why kids are making kids but then failing to make a family Why everybody's loving everybody in the backseat of the back a lap, on a laugh of the Mac with a fat, fat stack and a black ass shot then we rap like that and we brag that back and we wonder why the get to go and rat that tat. Stop. You'll do anything they tell you to. They get paid to say it, and you only make yourself the fool. So keep the media turned up and learn stuff that you couldn't take to the bank just for them to burn up. Boy, won't you drink that poison down? I said down, down, down it goes. Surely I sink and you start to drown I say down, down, down it goes He go so low. Sin has made you ugly. I got a wife who loves me, so please quit trying to get lucky. Lusty women trying to get me off. Stop the ride and let me off. It's like we lost all sight of the savior. Soon as he left the cross, left me tossed in a world that left me lost. And I need to find my way back to my home at any cost. Pentecostals and the Catholics and the Baptists in my way. You best put money in the plate if you want the time of day. And so I pray. I don't get caught in religiosity That I may miss the lessons in my life My God has got for me Hypocrisy in church Judges those with sinful deeds But we pick our secret vices And become the least of these Check how many Christian husbands Living strung out on pornography How many Christian wives are crying out Each night what's wrong with me Why couldn't I be all he needs Why shouldn't I be all he sees It's crippling our churches Yet a sickness we don't want to treat Cause the minute you think it's all figured out Is the minute that you risk missing what life is all about And the very second you start thinking you're above the rest That's the very second you're about to fail your test Boy won't you drink that poison down I say down 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 it goes Surely I sink and you start to drown I say down 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 it goes We go solo Shown is profound There were times when I don't know how You would ever go out of your way to blow out wow. All the fires I've been starting up And all the sin I've been departing from my heart is hardened up how could you be large enough to not it in and carve me up just leave me and feed me through all the roaches cause I've been downright nasty oh man I have been ferocious and I would hate my guts if I were you oh man I know this but the poison in my veins has been removed oh god you showed so I pray for clarity and wisdom in these times so that I may see your name as it's been written in these signs so that I may be encouraged to have no man left behind I just want to bring an anecdote to the poisons of the mind If you're praying at the last get fell, I was lost till it found my soul who did that t-
2: Lithoscry.com <laughs> 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 <laughs>